coffee today and I'll go to school tomorrow. First impressions are incredibly important. Honey, you can make a wonderful first impression. Brenda, how could you? He was a jerk, okay? I've made my choice and I choose me. Beverly Hills 90210 aficionados, welcome to 90210 So, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast retrospective series. I'm JT. Joining me, as always, is my good buddy Tim. Tim, how are you? Pretty good, JT. Hard to believe it. We have made it 28 episodes into our second season. At last, it is the season finale. So, a few more episodes than uh, than our, our first outing, our first season. That, uh, at your traditional 22-episode uh, season model. this uh, We got some additional there from, uh, you know, the old beach club days when this started early in the summer, so we get an extra six. Uh, we'll continue to tack on these episodes as mm-hmm. seasons roll on, as we've talked about. We make our job a little bit easier, but I'm looking forward to it at the same time. It's only going to get better from here. And kind of with this episode, which is a real highlight, I, uh, ooh, a lot to get into. For sure. And it is a huge night as we wrap another season. You know, we started this podcast. I think we're, our goal is to get through season one. And then we're like, all right, if we get through high school, I think we'll feel good. So, you know, we're close, right? We get two down and one to go to get through high school. So I think that's our next goal. And then we'll go from there. But I think getting through 50 episodes and, and two seasons is is a real um, testament to our pretty consistent dedication here. Like we really have a missed rotation, and we have had a lot of great guests. So, uh, thank you for joining me on this on this journey, Tim. It's it's cool that we got this far already. Oh yeah, you bet. We uh, made it through two junior years. Look at that. All right. Yes, we have. Um, all right. Joining us as uh, a man who had his junior year about thirty five years ago. He is a good friend of the part program. He's been on. A uh, handful of times now, and of course, he's my partner over the Place to Be podcast, uh, one of the co-founders of this whole podcast universe that we get going on, and that's Mr. Scott Criscolo. Scott, how are you? Good evening, uh, gentlemen. It's uh, good to be with you for yet another uh, season finale, and you know, I it's funny, JR, because uh, the following season, I think, was my junior year in college, so there you you're, go. Actually, you're actually pretty close. Um, I, let's see, what was this? 91, 92. Well, yeah, it was the end of my sophomore year. Yeah. Pretty close. Um, yeah, be class of 93. Yeah. So that was, so they were, so this was my, all right. So it was starting my sophomore year. So you were only off by one season. So one year, but it's uh, good to be with you guys. Um, I've, uh, it's been an honor to be here for a couple of, for some of the more memorable episodes so far that I've been on. And, uh, I was on the season one finale, which was pretty good. And then of course my beloved Ms. Valentine, said farewell to us uh, the last time I was here. And we have another uh, great finale with um, some fireworks and some mm-hmm. uh, some uh, <laughs> some interesting relationship developments that would end up leading to other shows on Fox. But uh, right. yeah, we'll, get, we'll get into that. But uh, it's going to be with you guys. This is, this is a great episode. And uh, this is a good season. I like season two. The next season is my favorite of all of them, period. But... Mm-hmm. Season two was a good season. They 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 definitely got their feet under them. Uh, I think the summer edition not only helped 
Fox because, you know, they were getting ratings and revenue when none of the other networks, you know, back then having new shows in the summer was unheard of. Um, but not only that, but it gave them an extra, you know, six episodes. I would, it was a 28, 22. Yeah. An extra six episodes to really flesh mm-hmm. their characters out, give them a little, you know, stretch them out a little bit more and, and uh, you know, give them some extra legs before school starts. And that obviously will be a trend for the next few seasons. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Great finale. All right. Well, this is your fourth appearance. So you're closing in on the, the 90210 uh, jacket. Uh, we got a few few people tend that are closing in on five appearances, I think. Yeah. With Scott. So we'll see who gets yeah. there first. Um, this finale aired on May 7th, 1992. It's a week after our last episode. A uh, very big rating, 21.4. That's a big bounce from last episode, which was a 15.8. And it's our biggest since a Walsh family Christmas. Uh, so it's it's been a bit since we've had a number of the sign. It looks like it's like the fourth highest of the year. So that's mm. pretty much on brand. It's also the last time they'll break 20 million uh, until the finale of the next season. Okay. So mm. it's well, not a number they hit often anymore after this. Well deserved, I will say. Uh, yep. They you must you got to figure that this would have been heavily promoted uh, by Fox. Mm-hmm. It's. It is season finale season here in May of uh, I guess ninety two now. So yep. all those all their shows will be wrapping up, and um, they're going to try to milk them for all they're worth with uh, that last episode for a few months, or in the case of this show, uh, just a couple of months. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not surprised by the big rating. Um, I think of of any episode this season, this one really earned it. So um, a little disappointing to hear. They don't seems like it's irregular that they reach these heights again. Uh, they have a pretty big drop to the summer episodes. We'll see. And then they stay weird. They, they bounce, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it next season, but um, yeah. this, this episode is entitled wedding bell blues. And I think part of the bump was, I don't know if you noticed <clears> if you guys watched on Paramount plus or not the um, freeze frame of the picture is an image we see later. And of course it's a daydream, but it's yes. Dylan and Brenda. So I, if I remember correctly, or maybe I'm just imagining this because it's probably something they would have done. I got to think they used that imagery as a teaser for this episode, and that probably. Oh, totally. you know, I bet I'm you sure they flashed. Yeah, I'm sure they flashed the picture of them in the in the ad for next week and making you think maybe they're going to elope or something like that. Mm, I agree. Totally. That's Especially while they're, you know, on the run in Mexico or whatever. Well, it could be a way to get her back, right? Over yeah, the border some, if they get married some or something. wild so. idea. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for people so. who maybe haven't been regular viewers, you just check in every now and then. You don't realize maybe there's this, this wedding subplot simmering in the background with Jackie and Mel, right? It's that sort of, I mean, it's there to provide a, a pretty cool um, set piece, but in terms of the overall plot significance you might have forgotten about it if you're not a regular viewer mm. yeah no that totally right. makes sense i would have totally gone with you on that jr i think i definitely think that that was on the tv guide probably and i'm sure that clip was at the end of commercials going into the week on other programs married with children and all that so yeah, yeah. definitely not an accident <laughs> all right let's dive into wedding bell blues we start with Brenda Dillon. They're still at the border headquarters. Brenda's beating herself up. She says Jim was furious when she called home. Dylan tries to calm her down. He says, Jim, will get over it. It was worth it. We had a great weekend. We'll never forget. And, of course, they embrace and they start to kiss. 
we cut outside the room. Jim arrives, uh, our guard from last episode, uh, apologizes <laughs> for making him come all the way down here. But basically, he's like, you know, look, we got protocol and we got to do what we got to do. Of course, Jim opens the office door and sees Brenda and Dylan making out. Jim <laughs> wants nothing to do with anything. Uh, Dylan and Brenda try to start explaining, and Jim basically says, get the fuck of the car out of here. Uh, <clears throat> no time for talking. So Brandon uh, at home is riding his bike around the neighborhood. He gets back, and he walks right into Jim berating Dylan and Brenda. Cindy's sitting there as well. Dylan says it's his fault. Jim says they opened their home to him. And he's a trust caretaker, and Dylan broke that trust. Brenda li- and Brenda says, uh, or he says that Brenda lied after saying she would do the right thing. Jim asked Brandon if he knew, and Brandon kind of looks quietly. And Cindy says even Kelly was in on it. She told him they were at the flea market, and they almost think she's a real fool. And Cindy seems very shook by this. Cindy says she's going to call Jackie to tell her about Kelly's malfeasance as part of this plan. Jim wants Brandon gone so they can talk in private with Dylan and Brenda. Jim says the relationship has gone too far, and they have to give it a break. Dylan says, I better get going home. And he says, tells Brenda he'll see her in school tomorrow, gives her a kiss, and leaves. Brenda tells Jim just to punish her. It's not Dylan's fault. He didn't even know. He didn't know that she had lied to Jim until they got to Baja. We cut to uh, the Taylor household. Kelly's flirting with Jake. Uh, They kiss a little bit while he's working. Kelly says that Jackie's inside and that Jake brings out her wild side. And she feels like she's herself and can do whatever she wants because he understands her. Jackie comes out and says she got a disturbing phone call from Cindy Walsh. She gives Kelly the business for being part of the lie and tells her she has to go apologize to Cindy right now. Because she's got enough nonsense going on with this wedding and doesn't need this bullshit. And Jake kind of smirks. We go to West Beverly. Kelly gives Brenda shit. Says she got caught. Uh, she didn't get. She didn't rat her out. Kelly says she wished Brenda had warned her. But Brenda says she got her phone privileges taken away. Brenda then tells Kelly that she's banned from seeing Dylan. And that him and Jim should not sit together at the wedding. We go to the blaze. Brandon is grilling Andrea. Andrea seems kind of glum. She says she thought she had some real friends at this school, but she was wrong because she didn't even get an invitation to Jackie's wedding. Brandon says it must be a mistake. And Andrea says, the only mistake I made was thinking we were actually friends. Andrea says, even if I get asked, I wouldn't go now. All right, Tim, any thoughts on these first few scenes? Uh, Jim and Cindy's reaction, Dylan's, uh, the way he's taking this, and, and where things stand. Well, I'm glad we get Brenda out of Mexico Uh pretty quickly here we dispense with that that cliffhanger um without a whole lot of suspense I, I guess i'm just glad we didn't spend a lot of time on that there's no reason to like i think he maximized the drama there at the end of our last episode so now we get uh, the big appearance from big jim who i have to say is a uh, scarier giving the the lovebirds the silent treatment here um before he really unloads on them back at the uh casa walsh uh, so yeah, I, I am kind of, that wrapped up in the way we pretty much expected it to probably didn't think they were going to get away with it, but boy, did Brenda step in it. Now everybody is, is paying the price. Um, notably, I, 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 uh, sort of, I guess, admired Dylan for not totally blowing up Brenda's spot. I mean, he could have said, look, uh, sir, I had no idea you guys didn't know about this, that we didn't have your full blessing, mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brenda didn't tell me until we, till we got there. I mean, he made no mention of that. So he pretty much, um, I mean, uh, is being very, I guess, chivalrous, chivalrous in that regard. Um, you know, not totally selling Brenda out. 
but you know, Brandon gets it, walks in at exactly the wrong time. Kelly <laughs> eats shit as well. It's like, damn, how many people did she rope into this the scheme? <laughs> right. Uh, and nice of the writers to remember that Andrea is on the show. I feel like she, she has that a whole lot going on here, and this is a, a very minor um, dilemma for her. But it, it is in keeping with her character of uh, you know, every time she feels included, something happens to knock her down another peg. So she thinks she has uh, been uninvited to the wedding purposely excluded looked over see how that plays out but um yeah i mean uh jim is is pretty scary when he does finally unload um and uh, this is one of those things where we've seen him be um pretty tolerant all things considered of some of the stuff that brendo's pulled uh over this this past season season and a half really and um, I think we all have various opinions on on how that's going to play out across this episode um, that may be different from our initial viewings. So I kind of want to get into that too. But Scott, how about yourself? Um, yeah, if I, I I think I'm thinking a little differently. If I was, I mean, look, they're kids. We think we forget that, and mm-hmm. you know, they're not in their 30s. So I think Dylan should probably have looked, should have had some foresight to go, listen, Bren, you, you fucked up. <laughs> All right, yeah, you, right. you really blew this. And if you want us to keep going, I got to come clean because if you want me to be around, like she was just, she was, she was in way over her head. Like Dylan should have told, cause Dylan sometimes needs to be the voice of reason. He's the voice of reason for everybody else. He should have said, listen, Bren, um, you blew this and I have to, I'm the one that your dad has to like. He's never going to stop liking you. So I'm going to ha- I, I gotta, I gotta sell you out. He'll appreciate me more. And all right, so you get grounded for a little bit. We'll move on with it. But at least he'll realize I'm being straight. So that was a big mistake. And Brenda just makes it worse as the episode progresses. Um, I agree with you on Jim. And and you know, I feel like all <laughs> this is. I think this is the second episode I've done. Uh, where Brenda pissed off one of the parents because I believe my, my season, the episode I did in season one, uh, the early, one of the early ones, she get her and uh, her and uh, uh, Cindy have a blow up. So my episodes mostly are about, are about Brenda being a, a selfish bitch. But um, yeah, I if I'm Jim, I'm like I, I, I'm every right to just fucking mm-hmm. dump her in the ocean. Like it, like she's just not playing this right. I, I, you know, it's like. You're you're putting Dylan in this position, and he's just trying to play it the way he thinks he should be playing it. But you're 17 years old. I mean, for Christ's sakes, just roll go along I mean, with it. In, in fairness, Dylan did pressure her to go, but his stance the whole time was the same. It was like, I think you should just tell your parents to fuck off, and you're going. Yeah, um, she I ended was up uncharacteristic- approach. Yeah, I thought that was uncharacteristically rebellious of him. I know we think of. Mm-hmm. Dylan right. is kind of the bad boy rule breaker, but for the most part, he's been like the good guy boyfriend who the parents every now and then they might have an issue with, but it's more about them feeling uncomfortable about how close and intimate the two right. are than than anything behavior wise with Dylan. I know that well, Jim think kind so, of finds because him, Jim goes into it pretty quickly. Well, he uh, does. Here, he, yeah, eventually he, he had a whole there. I think. 
He did. Yeah. yeah he no, he uh, totally did. Clearly, he was, he was keeping a scorecard. And he does hold some things against Dylan by reputation. But really, I mean, I thought it was a little bit out of place for Dylan to be like, ah, fuck your parents. You got to step out on your own every now. Just It just isn't really like him to right. encourage her to do that kind of thing. So brazen, yeah. you know. But he yeah, did I tell just... her. He did tell her, though, you can't lie. Like, you got to tell them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you just got to stand up for yourself is basically what. Yeah, just do it and take the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Stand up for yourself. But you but again, she's Dylan's the one who needs the blessing, not her. So mm. instead of you getting away with it, I need to get away with it. If you want this to continue like that was the problem. There was no long game. They were playing a short game instead. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And Brenda just wasn't getting that. She wasn't. She wasn't understanding that. Mm-hmm. And Dylan eventually just got so pissed off that I don't think he even cared. Right. Um. And I, I might be a little cold hearted here, but I mean, Andrea should just get the fuck over it. I mean, <laughs> she really thinks. I mean, it, it had to have been an accident. Like, stop fucking crying, will you? It had to have been an. A- Immediately, you're like, oh, nobody likes me. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Jesus God. I mean, it's two seasons, two years already. They obviously like you. It must be a mistake. Why don't you look at the accident part of it rather than automatically thinking everybody hates you? It's like, good grief. (laughs) You know, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't let everybody in. And uh, Brent's like, oh, Jesus, shut up. (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry. It's just just so annoying. It just was so annoying. I just didn't like the, the execution of it. It was like, Oh, nobody likes me. <laughs> the only positive um, thing is at least at least they um resolved that quickly. <laughs> we'll see. Yes, they thank God. Amen to that. And I don't know if it's <laughs> this is just really picky, but as I'm watching Kelly and Jake kissing, I'm thinking Kelly's a very strange kisser. And I started thinking about Jesse with Uncle Elmer going, it's like two car cases and the same piece of corn. I don't know. She's just, just this, her kissing is just so strange. I don't know what it is. She just looks weird, but but uh um you know, Kelly, Kelly's had a weird first couple of years of the show in terms of her emotions and stuff. And mm-hmm. here's Jake, who's, you know, strapping young gardener, you know, mm-hmm. and she's she's and, he, you know, he's he's like, oh, look, she's fucking high. Like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, whatever. It's Beverly Hills. I think it's interestingly, bla- brazenly, and maybe just, I don't know, I wasn't dating in 1992, but so Mayo's just more accepted. But I feel like they've been very brazen on the show with the age gap in dating like they don't yes. really yeah. hide, hide it at all here that he's dating a minor i mean yeah. they haven't said how old he is but he is obviously dylan's older friend so he is at least in his 20s he gotta be he's old, he's older yeah. than 18 i mean that's all we know like, he's very older so. than 18 yeah. so very much so well well he obviously uh, is because jake says at the end of the episode you're not even an adult so she's obviously right. 17 so he's yeah, probably yeah. 25 24 25 well, we saw probably. in the last episode right dylan basically says this is like my mentor he taught me how to surf so i would think he's at least a couple of years if not mid-20s he's probably at least 22 23 i would think right so, but i think anyway. i said on the last episode there was there was an early like season one melrose place he has a birthday i think it's his 25th birthday right so we can assume he's 24 here She's yeah, so, I mean, Kelly is what seventeen at most. Maybe seventeen if they're juniors. Yeah, Ugh. Ugh. it's weird. But um, yeah, but it's just I don't know. I just found that her kissing's weird. But anyway, um, yeah, no, it was I, the the thing I got away from this beginning part is this is not going to go. This is not going to end well if if Brenda keeps trying to play this like shell game with everybody. 
And just roping everybody in and her not not caring that everybody else is going to get in trouble to look out for her when you almost feel like she wouldn't do the same. I don't know if we all feel that way. I mean, I do. Lo- I I start to really like Brenda by season four because then she starts getting treated like crap for no reason. But but she really I feel, I, she really does. But I feel like um I feel like she she literally would not do this in reverse. Like I feel like if Kelly snuck off to Mexico with Jake. Brenda would rat her out in like two seconds. So you know what I mean. So I feel like I feel like they're all like this. You, you, Brandon, your your sister is kind of a two faced bitch, <laughs> you know. And, I, and obviously the next we get to Act B of you know Act Two of the of the episode, it kind of goes down that path. But um, I just get that feeling that she wouldn't do she wouldn't reciprocate me while everybody's getting getting killed here. So, but um, Jim's on the warpath. Like he's had enough. He's yeah. not. Yeah. This is like Jim is not a doormat episode. And I think he I think the I think the writers were smart in not making this so like, you know, oh, you know, and like, you know, Cindy's pissed, Jim's pissed. Yeah, I was gonna say, pissed Cindy you know? even gets her licks in, which is she's usually kind of the calm voice of reason trying to yeah. talk Jim down. And here she's she's right in there with him. She's firing him up. Yeah. What she's think I was it played me for a fool. Exactly. Um, Yep. Is this what you think of me? Like she's really, I mean, she's pissed, and that's that's a side of her we don't see often. No, not at all, not at all. So, yeah, Brenda's definitely uh, stepping in the shit at, at the moment. All right, let's go to the peach pit. Nat says Jackie could have a few dozen peach pies for the wedding, but Jackie turned them down. I guess my pies aren't good enough. Nat says the wedding should be a fun celebration, not a stuffy dinner that's too good for pie. Dylan comes in, so everyone uh, seems a little angry about this wedding. <clears throat> Dylan shows up. He asks how things are at the Walsh Detention Center. Brandon says he's taking extra shifts to avoid being at home. And Dylan says he didn't mean to make him part of it. Brandon says his parents said no and they shouldn't have gone. Dylan gets a little pissy. He says Jim should be angry. He'd be, and Brandon says Jim should be angry because he blew off what he wanted. Dylan asks how he could square things. And Brandon says he doesn't know what that is and says they really crossed the line this time. His advice is to lay low. The less Jim sees of him, the better. Dylan talks about one of his stepmoms at one point not liking him and him feeling not welcome in his own house and basically says, is this the same scenario? And Brandon says, yes. And Dylan says, all right, I needed to hear you say I'm not welcome anymore at the house. We go to breakfast at the Walsh house. Everyone's quiet and awkward. Brenda and Brandon get ready for school. Brandon says he thinks Brenda got off easy, but Brenda asks, how long is this going to go on? How could she prove she's responsible? Brandon starts to give her some shit and says he's, taking heat for something he thought was a bad idea to start with. Brandon tells her to lay low. Brenda and Dylan make out at school, and Brenda says she can go to rehearsal and wedding. Dylan says he wasn't going because Jim is going to be there, and he isn't going somewhere he isn't wanted and won't live by his rules. Dylan says they should keep their distance for a while, and Brenda says she won't go if Dylan won't. And Dylan says, tell that to your father, and walks off. All right, Scott. So, what do you think of uh, these few here? Dylan, Dylan basically said, "I ain't go to the wedding," and Brandon's telling everyone to lay low. Um, I, I'm I'm actually starting to feel bad for Dylan now because now it's like, look, I'm not, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to do the right thing here. And Brandon's like, "Yeah, but it's fucked up. Don't bother." Like, I, I, I feel like no one's giving cutting him any slack. I mean, Brenda really is the one that should be taking the full fall for this. She's the one that that blew all this. And I, I, I'm certain I, I really do feel bad for Dylan. Here's a kid who's who, yeah, he's the tough guy, but obviously he's very fragile when it comes to, you know, like uh commitment and, 
and abandonment kind of thing. And here's a family that's normally pretty good. And now he's seeing like the dark sides of all these people. <laughs> and uh, you kind of feel for him, you know, mm -hmm. because even Brandon's like, eh, you guys kind of screwed up. I would probably stay away. And I'm sure he was expecting Dylan to be like, you know, come on, man, put in a word for me. And Dylan Brandon pretty much said, nah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm starting to feel bad for him because it's like he's he's really getting like shoved under the bus when his girlfriend really should be taking every all of this because no one's going to dump. It's her family. They're not going to kick her out. So she should be taking the brunt of this. And, and instead of trying to be so rebellious, play the long game. That's what I keep saying in this episode. Play the long game, Brenda, and you're not. And it's it's costing her, Tim, because, she, you know, mm -hmm. her, she, she's she pretty much inadvertently is making her boyfriend out to be the villain when he's, right. for the most part, not. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Brenda tried to have her cake and eat it too, right? She decided she was going to be defiant, take this this trip uh, out of country with her boyfriend, but also get away with it. And she did not succeed on that last point. And now she's, you know, she, she's bearing the consequences for it. But so is Dylan somewhat unfairly. But at the same time, I do agree with you that the long view would be appropriate for both of them to take, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. And Brandon is just, just kind of caught in the middle here. I can sort of see where he's coming from, where it's like, Hey, I tried to cover for y'all's asses and I got burned too. So he's a little bit pissed about it, but he's not, I don't think he's really taking it out on Dylan. He's just trying to give the reasonable advice of, Hey, just cool it for right. a minute. Chill out. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> Jim is hot about this. He would be, can't you understand why? Um, yeah. but he'll come around just, just sit it out for a little while. Don't do anything irrational. Don't, don't, you know, um, don't push him any harder than, than he's already been pushed here. And maybe this whole thing will all turn around. We just need to give it some time. That's what he's trying to emphasize. But I mean, Dylan just way, way over personalizes this as, Oh, you know, this is just like the time when I was, he, he used the expression persona non grata. <laughs> with uh, his dad and and you know it, it's another family you know, putting like turning their back on the, him and then and he's feeling he finally yes. he finally opened his trust again to another family it took yes. him a while he finally put his faith and he felt like he found a family after his was a mess and now he feels so, like they're shutting him out like one mistake and you know mm -hmm. he's he's mm -hmm. worthless you know he doesn't belong instead of trying just, to work it out right and i just think and this is yeah, you know, this is him being a seventeen-year-old, right? Because realistically, if you do, to, if you are in his shoes, you take a step back, you give it a day or two, you realize, eh, yeah, I I really did play this one wrong. Let me just um, give you know the Walshes some distance, but they're good people. They they know that I'm I'm not a bad person. They're just looking out for their daughter, um, and and they'll they'll come back around. We can we can work this out. This is not the end of the world, but it's all just big feelings when you're that age. And it's really big feelings when you're Dylan McKay and have been through what he's been through. Right. So, I mean, it all makes sense. I just, um, it, it's just a shame that it, that it's, 
it's crumbling in this way and we're, we're seeing it happen um, as this episode plays out. Like what Brandon said to him was just sort of the last thing he wanted to hear, even though it, it wasn't coming from a place of, we don't want you around anymore. It's, it's Brandon trying to give sound advice. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, we go to the Taylor house. They're prepping the tables for indoor cocktail hour. The reception is going to be outside. Jake finally finishes the work painting out there. Jackie gives him a check. Kelly says he's surprised that he was leaving without saying goodbye. But Jake says he's got stuff to do. Kelly says she'll miss seeing him and talking to him. And Jake says he can still be friends. Kelly says the other night they were more than friends. And Jake says, well, let's just see what happens. Kelly kisses him, but Jake stops her. Kelly invites him to the wedding, but he says no. And he says, I'm the last person you should be bringing home to mom. You can see Kelly kind of get crushed uh, right as he's saying that. And Jake leaves. We go to the rehearsal. Kelly's telling Brenda about blowing about Jake blowing her off. Brenda says he's just a fantasy for you. Kelly doesn't like that one at all. <clears throat> Donna tries to get between them. Brenda reveals that Dylan's not going to the wedding. Mel jokes that they're both familiar about the routine during the rehearsal, which is funny. Brenda <laughs> says her and Dylan may not make it. And Kelly says all they ever do is talk about Dylan. Others have relationships that matter too. The minister now, he's like, all right, ladies, just calm, calm down. <laughs> Brenda says, how can you compare Kelly and me to you and Jake? Uh, how can you compare you and Jake to, to me and Dylan? You're not even at the David and Donna level yet. And Donna's like, what the hell that does that mean? Brutal. Yeah. yeah so ouch. savage. Kelly calls Brenda a self-centered bitch. Jackie's had it with all of them. Brenda leaves. Mel, Mel goes, is it too late to elope? Uh, Donna follows. She comes back. <laughs> She goes back and says it's raining in the living room. Uh, we go to the peach pit. Kelly says the living room has been flooded. Everything is a wreck. A pipe burst. Jackie's freaking out because they paid for a caterer and they can't find a location that'll at this hour that'll let them bring the food in. Donna says, you could have it in my house, but my parents are getting divorced, so probably not a good idea. Andrea comes in and says her mom found the invitation. It was stuffed in her purse for two weeks. She says she thought she wasn't invited. Kelly says I would never leave you out. So that's wrapped up quickly, thankfully. Brandon says, maybe they can have it at Casa Walsh. Cindy loves parties. We go home. Cindy's aghast. Jim says their house is not nearly big enough for this wedding. Brandon says, okay, I'll just tell Kelly no. No big deal. The phone rings, of course, is Jackie calling to thank Cindy for allowing them to host the wedding. Cindy stammers and caves. Jim does a fantastic angry double take face when he realizes <laughs> what Cindy just agreed to. Cindy says, Jackie had the idea, give it to her, that they offered and she couldn't say no when she heard it. Brandon laughs and walks away. <laughs> <coughs> so wedding time at Casa Walsh. The next day, the crew is all over. They set up the house. Cindy says, small is relative when it comes to Beverly Hills. Not quite the small wedding that Jim was expecting. Jackie's so grateful. She tells Cindy she doesn't need to lift a finger. She'll handle everything. Steve says he's beat from setting up. But this better be a long marriage. Then he goes, where's Jake when you need him to help set up? <laughs> Cindy's looking... Cindy's looking for Brenda, but she's in bed. Cindy goes to get her. Brenda's pouting. She's pissy. Cindy says everyone will get over it. Brenda says Dylan isn't even allowed in the house. And Cindy says Jim just thinks you guys need some space. Brenda asks Cindy if she even has a say in anything in the house. And Cindy says she agrees with Jim this time. you got to give it some space. Brenda says if Dylan will come to the wedding, he has pride. He won't come to the house. All right. Uh, Tim, any thoughts on that? handful of scenes here is with the wedding we have the rehearsal kind of go sideways with the fighting and now here we are yeah. at castle walsh well real comedy of errors leading up to the 
the reveal that uh, I guess the uh, Kelly's home, which we've been, um, you know, very curious about throughout its many appearances in this show, is now flooded. So I guess that's off the table for the wedding. But um, love the lead up to that with Kelly and Brenda sniping at each other and gives uh, Kelly some good shine because she does have a point. And, and I totally get where she's coming from being someone, if you're in like a, I think we can relate to being in perhaps a, a friend group, a peer group. And there's always that couple. There's always that couple. That's a little too perfect, right? They don't, they don't mean to, they don't mean to flaunt. They don't mean to throw it in your face, but you can't help but be maybe a little bit resentful because they're just very extra and about themselves. And, you can see how maybe that's how Kelly has come to feel about Brenda and Dylan's relationship. And she makes the good point that it's not always about them. Um, they're, they're having their problems right now. They're having a spat, but so what Kelly still has a life and you know, she, uh, I, I guess she, she deserves to, to get hers too. Right even if it's with this older man and totally inappropriate relationships. I, <laughs> I will say um, when it comes to, I guess, having stuff to do, um, Kelly wishes she was stuffed in that scenario with, with Jake. Um, but uh, we'll, not the last we'll see of him on this show or as a character in the, uh, the spelling verse. Um but just some good lines here with uh, what what you said, JT, the back and forth between Brenda and Kelly. She's even throwing it up in, in Kelly's face that she's not on the level of Donna and David, like just throws them under the bus for no reason. Completely right, uh, catching Now Donna's like, what the fuck? Um, Kelly just outright calls Brenda a bitch. So Jackie has to step in here. Just just a great scene. I just, I, I really, everything in that popped me. Um, and then Brad, Brandon offering up his own house for the wedding now. So appropriately enough, the, uh, the Walsh household is going to take center stage for our wedding, um, which makes sense. They are the center of this universe, essentially. So got to have the big wedding there. Anywhere from uh, 200 to 300 people, small by Beverly Hills standards, but uh, seems like a lot of work, as Steve remarks upon, which also cracked me up. Steve, not a huge presence in this episode, but a welcome one with the one-liners used to good effect here. Uh, Scott, did, were you as enamored with all of this as I was? Yeah, I was. Steve is awesome. Yeah, it's like it's like Steve should have said, Kelly, where's your beefcake, lazy <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's like, you know, um uh that blow up is just is just epic. I mean, it's epic. It's it's the typical situation of Brenda and Kelly through these first three seasons. And of course, season three, it really goes off the front. <laughs> it really gets it really gets bad by season three, but um Like I said, it, I think Brenda, I think they all, th I think they all think the same thing. Like if this was Brenda, she wouldn't help any of them at all. I just feel like, you know, and I loved Cindy's response 
Um, because I mean I'm I'm looking at it from a base parent child relationship here. When Brenda said, you know, don't I have a say? And Cindy nicely said, No, you don't. You're the kid. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No, you have no say. This is not your house. You know, I'm trying to be the good one here. You want me on your side, kid. So so yeah. shut up. <laughs> um, you know, and um the the <laughs> And what is her punishment exactly? I mean, yes, right. she's she has to keep her distance from <laughs> Dylan. I mean, that's I mean, it, she really. In a room, like, kind like, of a just, given. No, I don't but, think they yeah, even said yeah. that. I think I think they just said you can't see him. Right, yeah. you can't be around. You can't be around the house. Uh, but it's not like, and she got chewed out. Okay, which you know that's hardly a first. But mm-hmm. it's well, they said something about our phone privileges. Like, how right. long is that going to last? Really? I mean, yeah, exactly. On. It's just. Um, this is a very light sentence, all things considered. Yeah, I agree. And she uh she should be pretty blessed. <laughs> but yeah, she she totally fell off the rails in that that wedding scene. And poor Kelly, for one, you know, I, I'm not I there's times I'm not the biggest Kelly fan, but that happens more later in the series. But I kind of felt bad for her here too, because it's like, all right, I'm so I know he's older and everything, but you know, I mean I, I I'm a kid. I'm, you know, I'm 17. I'm pretty hot. And this guy likes me. And Brenda's like, no, one gives a shit. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, right. Dylan, 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 you know? And it's like, I don't blame her. I mean, I would have, I mean, thank God we didn't, if this, cause if this was like dynasty, like one of them would have punched the other in the face. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's just showing how much Brenda is just out of her mind right now. Like even Dylan is trying to be rational and no one's letting him be rational. Uh, but Kel- but uh, Brenda is completely irrational, and it's just falling off the rails. I mean, she's insulting everybody. Like, I'm surprised Andrea wasn't there. Well, she this is says, her default. Why did you anyway? This <laughs> is generally her yeah. default. As, as soon as she starts feeling disrespected or, or frustrated, she tends to um, take out anyone in her way to make, not even to make herself feel better. It's just her default. It's like to mean everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah. All right. Steve and Brandon are planning some kind of fancy champagne pour, but Cindy stops them. Cindy asks Brandon to deliver a special note. Uh, and of course, we know where it's going because we head to the peach pit. Brandon gives Dylan the note. He opens it. It's handwritten from Cindy. We get a voiceover from her explaining how sometimes things get out of hand. And she asks him to set his pride aside and find it within himself to take the first step. And she'll do what she can to clear the path to their house and do it for Brenda and for her. So Cindy's stepping up as usual and telling Dylan to take the first step. Don and Kelly come in. Steve asks where, where they've been while everyone else is busting their butt. <laughs> Kelly, uh, they basically said that, you know, they're going to get ready. <laughs> they're in the wedding. Kelly goes up to talk to Brenda. Brenda says to Don, uh, Brandon says to Donna, I smell trouble. Kelly apologizes as does Brenda. They talk it out. Kelly says she feels stupid. It was embarrassing. They hug. Kelly says Jake brought out intense feelings and when she got rejected, it hurt. They call Donna up to the room so they can get dressed. As Brenda goes down, Dylan comes in and says he's taking the first step. Cindy says that Jim is in the room and he should go talk to him. Dylan heads up. He's talking to Jim. Jim is, uh, I guess he's, I think it's hockey. It sounds like hockey on the screen. They don't really show. He just says he's watching the game. Jim invites him in. We cut to Jim. He's reading uh, Dylan, the riot act about responsibility. Dylan says Jim is being harsh. Jim says he thinks he's been pretty tolerant. 
between the alcohol problems, the pregnancy scare. It's time to draw the line. Dylan says, Jim has known him for a while and says, am I really a bad person? Jim says Dylan needs to repair the trust, but he can't see Brenda after the wedding ends. Dylan says, then there's nothing more to say. And he storms off. Dylan tells Brenda he's going home to get dressed. And Cindy can kind of tell in Dylan's eyes it probably didn't go well. The girls are finishing getting ready. They talk about Brenda's future wedding and different funny ideas. Kelly goes to check on Jackie, who's crying. She says they're tears of terror. Kelly says, you've already done this three times. It should be easy. But Jackie says, that's why. Is this one going to be different? Kelly says she loves Mel, but Jackie says she loved them all. Jackie says they should live together like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and does not get married. Jackie wants to be sure that Kelly really likes him. She says she does. And that Jackie's forgetting she's getting married because Mel asks her. And maybe he knows what he's doing. Jackie regroups and we are set. We go out to the yard for the ceremony. Brenda's daydreaming about marrying Dylan, like we've talked about earlier. We get the big kiss with uh, Mel and Jackie. Jackie's ready to party. We cut to the reception. Steve and Kelly talk about how it finally happened. And says it'll be nice to have a Steve says it'll be nice to have a dad around, even if it's David Silvers. Steve asks how things are with Joke. And it means Jake, of course. And Kelly says they're not good. Steve says he's not happy about that. But seeing her with Jake the other night made him realize one thing. It's over and they'll never get back together. Kelly says life does take weird turns. But Steve said uh, he's ready to take one without her. Steve tells Kelly it's officially over. And Kelly says, yeah, it's been over for a long time. You just didn't want to see it. Steve says he'll still put his two cents in about who she dates. David comes over to ask Kelly to dance. And Steve decides to go ask to uh, talk to some random Taylor family ladies uh, elsewhere. All right, Scott. So what do you think of... Uh, this is kind of our next to final act here. The wedding's done. Brenda seems to think Dylan and Jim are okay. Dylan obviously was not happy with how things went. Uh, what are your thoughts up to this point now? Um, I mean, I didn't realize that we still had to clear up the Steve Kelly thing, but you know what? It is Steve. Well, Steve's we... been lingering. Yeah, he's been his his feelings have been lingering. Yeah, I mean, we it, it has been two years, and, and Kelly really hasn't done much on her end. So that makes total sense, but that's fine. We love Steve, so that's fine. Um, uh, Cindy really was amazing here, uh, as as usual, and really Brenda should just shut her mouth because she's trying her hardest. I'm, I kind of felt bad for both guys in that conversation. I get Dylan is feeling is feeling attacked. It's very aggressive, but Jim. Jim's like, I don't know how else to say it. I'm trying to be nice about it. I'm I'm not being a jerk. I'm trying to be nice about it, but stop getting so defensive. I'm trying to help you two. Just listen. I, right. I know what I'm talking about. But but Dylan already feels like, you know, I, I already feel like an outsider and I've lost all my privileges. Mm -hmm. And uh so I, I think they both there I think they both want the same thing, but the other can't hear through the static. Um, well, I think what Jim isn't realizing is Dylan's severe daddy issues. Like <clears throat> he, uh, he's trying to discipline because his first concern is Brenda. Right. But I think he's overlooking what he really means to Dylan. Like, I think that's, what's missing from his viewpoint on this. Yeah. I don't think, he, I don't think he's appreciating that. And because Dylan doesn't say it, but if you read between the lines, what Dylan is basically saying is like, I I've looked at you like a dad too. And now you're cutting me out instead of protecting both of us. You know, like you're you're making me out to be the one that's gonna go. 
And I've, I've trusted that I've, I've put, I've put that family trust back in you after I didn't have any left. And Jim is kind of not seeing that part. That is true. Jim is acting more like, you know, a, a daughter, you know, a daughter's father kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, early on in these seasons, the, they're not, it, it has been hard to transplant their feelings into words. It's not the first time. Um, and it won't be the last time, at least in these early, in these first few seasons while they're still teenagers. But that's definitely, there's definitely a break in the communication line that, that there's no doubt about. But once again, Cindy saves the day because that's what Cindy does. And um, uh, did you just mention the scene yet where uh, um, Steve talks to the uh, two ladies? You did mention that, right? Uh, no, it was, well, he starts to talk to them, but he didn't have the... I, we didn't see the actual scene. Yet. Okay. Seen the outcome quite yet. Okay, we'll get to that because because uh, <laughs> that surprised me when I saw that scene. Um, who that who one of them was? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, um, yeah, I, there's definitely a communication break, Tim. Uh, and uh, um, Brenda's not helping. Let's just put it that way. Once again, I blame Brenda. She's not helping. They could they could all sit down and just quietly work this out like adults. If Brenda wants to be treated the way she wants to be, then act like it. And she's not. And and Cindy pretty much told her that. You're acting like a spoiled brat instead of a, an adult. You're like, how come I have no say? Because you're a brat. And I, once again, I had to fix your mess. And unfortunately, Dylan and 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 Jim are still kind of at loggerheads right now. Uh, because there's a break in the communication and Dylan maybe needs to be a little more open, but he's obviously he's, he's fired up, but yeah, I mean, right now there's just a, there's just a disconnect and I'm just going to keep blaming Brenda because it's pretty much her fault in my opinion. Well, yeah. And, and maybe this is somewhat the Walsh's fault for, for not coming down on her harder because it, it just sort of feels like Brenda, didn't you get the memo? You're in trouble. <laughs> Stop fighting this and pushing back so hard like you're honestly getting off way easier than you should be so just tough it out right <laughs> you'll get through it it's this is not that what you did was a big deal that your punishment really is not and uh she just doesn't seem to grasp that and keeps fighting it and being so defiant uh i, I guess maybe <laughs> Dylan rubbed off on her a little bit, encouraging her to, to, you know, step out more, be her own person, stand up to her parents. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe this is not pick the time. Spots. Yeah, pick your yeah, spots. Pick your spot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it's funny. I, I always, in looking back on this show and, and Dylan's relationship with the Walshes, I think like a lot of people, I, I do immediately think of the antagonism between he and, and Jim and I don't think so much of the relationship that he has with Cindy, who kind of has always had Dylan's back, not just being the good cop, the good parent, but really from the get-go, she has been in his corner. She even says early in their relationship, I like Dylan. I, I think he's a good kid. And, you know, she's the one who steps up here to, to try to repair this as, as it's coming apart at the seams. This is something we'll see later in their relationship as it continues to evolve as well on the show. Even, gosh, even when Brenda isn't in the picture, 
but not to get too far ahead of ourselves. I, I liked how things were, it seemed like everything was, was slowly coming together, right? Everything is, is falling back into place. Um, as this, this episode is, is winding down the, the, all the conflicts are resolving and you think the last piece of the puzzle here is, is just to get Dylan and, and Jim back on the same page. Oh, they'll talk it out. They'll, they'll get through this. And it's just cut to Jim, just totally browbeating Dylan once again. Um, who's just like sitting there, like getting lectured to. And yeah, JT, to your point, I, I think that Jim is just missing the fact that Dylan does not just see Jim as his girlfriend's dad. He he sees him as a surrogate father figure himself. So for Jim to kind of throw all these past misdeeds in Dylan's face, it, it really hurts. And the fact of it is, everybody's still too raw, right, in this scenario. The emotions are still running too hot. We needed a cooling down period. We needed a timeout that we just didn't get. And said, so this is the result of all of it. Even good intentions get misread and blown up into further conflicts. So, yeah, not much, um, not much of a catharsis here. However, mm-hmm. at the on the flip side of that, I I'd been a little critical of how long this kind of Steve being so smitten with Kelly and how how long that has just been drawn out. I've been very surprised as well because i don't remember it lasting this late hell until the last episode of the second season but i do think we have gotten some finality here with steve being the one to declare i get it now it's it's really over um i think that is much needed uh, a great yeah, scene a, a sign of maturity on on his part and uh I'm, I'm really glad and i was kind of afraid that they wouldn't do that, that they would just kind of leave it out there. And you're always going to have that question of, you know, it's, is Steve still hung up on Kelly and, you know, to a certain extent, she'll, she'll always be the one who got away for him as many of us have that person, but um, he he's not doing the puppy dog thing anymore. Well, right. And, and if she ever came back around though, he, he would, yes which he makes clear kind of throughout Mm -hmm. the entirety of this this series but he knows that's just that's not in the cards it's not gonna happen and he's gonna stop actively pursuing it so i i really like that scene a lot Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah uh good stuff it was time to wrap that because they gotta move him along too like they do he's gonna like he really has done he hasn't had a relationship or anything like that. Like he needs to, mm-hmm. they need to find something for him to do in that realm. So until he did this, there were really no future there. So, right. Um, all right. Dylan and Brett are dancing. <clears throat> Dylan says it wasn't a good idea to dance or even come here. Cause Jim's glaring at him. Brenda says he isn't the only one who makes decisions. And Dylan says he doesn't give a damn. He tried to apologize. And it seemed like Jim was just waiting for him to screw up. So he could unload all his thoughts. Brenda says the only person to ever make him, feel this bad before is in jail or Dylan says that I should say <coughs> meaning his dad. David says a year ago, he had to win a contest to win a dance with Kelly. And now their sister and brother. Kelly <laughs> says, David has changed. He's matured and gotten cool. David asks when he changed and she just kind of laughs it off. Jake shows up. He cuts in on the dance. Kelly says, why are you here? Jake says he realized dropping out of her life won't be easy. She's a dangerous girl and he shouldn't be feeling what he's feeling. 
Kelly says that she isn't a kid, but Jake says you're not an adult. She's bright, sexy, and should be arrested for thinking what he's thinking. Kelly puts the hard press on. Jake says he isn't talking fantasies. He's here and he's real, and she knows nothing about him or what she's getting into. Kelly says she's willing to take that chance, and Jake says, well, you must be brave, and they make out. Steve has some luck flirting with the uh, Taylor ladies as Brandon and Andrea are chatting. Andrea says, Mel and Jackie have already hit the odds because three out of every four, uh, or I should say four out of every 10 uh, couples get divorced. And they, between the two of them, they've already hit four. So this should be good. Andrea says she has great friends and she's always questioning if they like her. She says she should feel differently because she knows they do. Brandon says she is different though. And there could be never be another Andrea. That's why they like her. Andre asked to dance, and Brandon just laughs at her. Donna and David come in. <laughs> Such a dick. And Donna and David come in. <laughs> right. Donna and David come in. They give congrats to Mel and Jackie. They're going to get changed. David says he finally figured out their gift, and he gives them a pair of earrings, one for each of them to wear. The reception rolls on. The dancing going strong. Dylan is drinking. Jake comes to talk to them, and they give each other some shit. Dylan says he's drinking Coke. And he's uh, tried he's tried trying to give trust and just keeps getting doors slammed on him. And Jake says, well, that's the right idea. But Jake – or he says maybe Jake has the right idea to live that way. Jake says it's actually a rotten way to live, and he only looks like he's doing well, but he's not. Dylan tells him to be careful that Kelly's a young girl, impressionable, and she can be hurt. Jake says Kelly knows what the deal is. She's just trying to have a good time. So I feel like both of these two were like talking through each other <laughs> in this scene. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, they're clearly not hearing what the other one's saying. Like, Jake is just trying to justify what he's doing. And Dylan's basically like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't do this. Um, and on the other hand, Dylan is uh, lamenting what's going on. And Jake's basically telling him, look, whatever. You don't want to live this way. Just mm. eat it. And he's presenting himself as sort of a more highly evolved form of Dylan himself. Like, yeah, he used to be all about the fast life. He, you know, he gets it. He didn't have anybody and then learned the hard way that it that it's not worth it. So now he's putting down roots, I guess. Mm -hmm. As Dylan mm -hmm. should do. Um, so uh, good on Steve continuing on that thread. Just mm -hmm. waste no time and chatting up some ladies. Uh, and seems to be getting decent results. So good for him. Um, I, I do, I mean, we, we, I think we said as much as maybe needs to be said about the Andrea subplot. We, uh, I, I found it just unintentionally funny the way that Brandon kind of tries to console her, but at the same time is it sort of comes off as, boy, you threw a big fucking fit over nothing. And now you must feel like a real fool, huh? And, uh, not what he meant, but just kind of comes across that way as many of their their interactions do tend to take on that that condescending um tone. yes yes they do and then she of course asked him to dance and he, and he laughed <laughs> which is not i mean the, the joke is you asking me to dance like brandon right Walsh he doesn't dance dance yeah. he doesn't dance that's but it just seems like oh yeah right you know get a life like it ever you know <laughs> just humor you like come on. ridiculous um so that that whole thing was just kind of i don't know a bit of a misfire um again it is keeping with her character part of me thinks maybe she should be a little bit past this 
but it is only season two, even though it feels like this season has been about three seasons worth of storylines for most shows. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the Dylan Jake thing, um, it's just it's just gross for Jake to be, I mean, number one, like leading leading this girl on mm-hmm. um now right yeah he seems to be he's admittedly saying like all right i've accepted this and yeah. kelly's basically saying she's in for the ride and she knows what the deal is but she really hasn't said that no she hasn't or and even if she did she doesn't understand it no and, and he should get that and he doesn't know her but it's it's unlike kelly it is uncharacteristic of kelly to get this worked up over a guy like right based on her what you know her character has been on this show up to this point she she hasn't had any long-term relationships on screen um i mean you know steve i guess before the show started but i mean that hardly counts as young as they were and she's had you know little flings here and there but mostly she's kind of just been getting her heart broken this is maybe leading her down that that same path, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're we're not going to see the resolution of this one um, on this show, folks. <laughs> we'll play out on uh, tune into the the spinoff Melrose Place uh, on Fox this summer in 1992 for for that wrap up, right? Um, where Kelly and various other characters will appear in the first few episodes. Uh, Dylan, uh, David's wedding gift is a little bit cheesy, but I, I guess it's it's also fitting. It is from the heart. It is David we're talking about. So good. For, David really doesn't have much going on in this episode, oddly enough, given that it is his dad getting married. But I don't know. I guess it's more Jackie's show, right? She is the bride. Um, and it is her third go round. <laughs> So, and she's pregnant. So, uh, as, as a lot more going on in that respect, I did like the dance though, between earlier uh, and then just a scene before this, we get the dance between David and Kelly kind of reflecting on how far they've come. She thought she used to think he was such a dork and he had to win a contest to win the right to dance with her just a year ago. And now look at them, their siblings. Ha ha. She reminds him step siblings. That would probably go in a different direction if this was a show that was on the air today, but luckily, <laughs> in the early 90s, they don't go there. They just age inappropriate relationships instead. So, anyway, that's that's about all I've got on this. Scott? <laughs> that was good. Um, that was good. Uh The David, the, the the David Kelly dance is funny because David's like, so when did I become cool? And and Kelly actually says, "Don't pressure luck," which I thought was funny. Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah. The the Jake Jake's just obviously not good at taking his own advice. The, the two of them, the the David the um the Jake Dylan conversation is funny because neither of them are taking each other's advice. They're giving the other advice, no, yeah. but they're not they're, they're not taking it. it. So it's like it's like talking to two bricks. Um. Uh, the Steve, uh, the funny part is before I continue, the reason I, I brought up that scene is because I don't know how well, you, how close you guys noticed. 
But the one girl blew him off, and then the other girl, the brunette, walks away with him. Did anybody get a good look at who that was? I question. Girl for growing was... pains, was it? Nope. A very young Denise Richards. I thought that um, might have been Denise Richards, and I was yep. like, I need to. I caught it immediately. I completely, completely forgot to do. It. I was like, that girl looks just like a young Denise Richards, and I was like. Oh shit! I think it is her, but I totally forgot. It was such a quick, quick yep. scene that, yeah, I don't even know. Like, I yeah, she wouldn't I, that's have why even I been in like the the opening, like also starring. Probably she was no. Well, I don't know if she was even. I mean, Wild, Wild Things in. wasn't for. I mean, Wild Things wasn't for what another oh, four gosh, years. Many, yeah, so at least like, four years before that. So she was probably a fucking nobody. It's like when Evangeline Lilly was in the first two seasons of. uh or the first season of Smallville, second season of Smallville, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I thought that I looked at. Oh my god, Denise Richards. Um, <sighs> Kelly is very vulnerable. Uh, that is clearly another thing we mm-hmm. we take away from this. She is v- clearly uh, clearly vulnerable, and Jake is not getting it. He's just like, yeah, she's pretty hot. I mean, but look, she wants to ride. She wants to play the game, mm-hmm. and he's not getting it like and Dylan's trying to tell him and he's not getting it. Like, dude, she's 17 and she is in love. This isn't about, Oh man, I can't wait to, you know, ride ride Jake and Jake's thinking, yeah, it's kind of what she wants. And Dylan's like, no, that's not what she wants. (laughs) She she's like, she's in it for you, you know? And it's, that's, it's, uh, not comfy. Uh, but you could just see that the, the powder keg of Jim and Dylan is just waiting to explode. It's it, they're still, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to happen. Jim's just seething there. And, and Brenda, as usual, is not making any of this easier. She's just, she's got to be angry. And, and instead of trying to take her mother's advice and try to make this easier, she's just firing him up even more. So I, I just, ugh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> it really is. All right, let's get to the uh, finishing stretch here. Brenda says uh, they are Dylan's only family and shutting him out. And Brenda begs Jim to say something right now, not after. Do it now, not after the wedding, Dad. Jim agrees. He goes over to Dylan, says he talked to Brenda, and he realizes he's been unfair. But unfortunately for Jim, Dylan is over this right now. He says, I don't need an apology. Jim says his temper got the better of him. Jim says they all feel strongly about him as a family. Dylan says he thought he knew how they felt and he gave his trust and he thought of Jim as a father. Dylan says at least his real dad would just hit him to make him know he screwed up and the bruises would go away. Dylan yells at Jim, hit me, so I know how you really feel. He grabs a drink. Jim says, sure, go ahead, get back to drinking. Dylan chucks the glass. He says he doesn't need Jim telling him what to do. And Dylan says, I want your hands off my money as well and storms off. We cut to Jackie and Mel going into the limo. Dylan storms off. Brenda stops him, but Dylan says it's his own fault for getting too close to their family. Jim stops Brenda and asks what uh, she asks what he'd said. Dylan speeds off in his car. The limo goes the other way, and Brenda's crying as season two is a wrap. Uh, I, I think this was too little too late for Jim. I think Dylan was fairly justified in being pretty angry by this point. Uh, they don't really ever say if he was drinking or not. Uh, I guess the vibe is he probably was what he said he was just having the coke. But he uh, he was clearly 
done after the bedroom conversation. Jim, this needed to be one conversation sooner for Jim. I think if he takes this approach in the bedroom, uh, I think things go a little bit better. He waited one time too long, and now it looks like it's irreparable. Uh, I thought this was a great scene, though. I thought Dylan showed off his acting skill in this one, going toe-to-toe with James Eckhouse. Um, and then we wrap with a pretty good cliffhanger for the end of the year, Scott. Uh, yeah, uh, again, but again, I blame, I blame Brenda. She, she threw Jim out there when, after talking to Dylan, she's the one that throws Jim out there. Knowing that Jim and Dylan already talked and she's telling Dylan, yeah, don't worry about it. It's all fine. And then she goes and tells her dad, you got to go talk to him right now. Like, Brenda, you're just a fucking mess. You're not that smart. I know you want to, I know you want to think you're really smart. You're really not that smart. <laughs> you're just, you're just a disaster. And I feel like she never gets, well, maybe we see it in season three, but maybe she does eventually get her, her, her just desserts. But I agree with you. And I don't blame Jim. I'm sorry. I don't. Maybe he, he, she was needling, Brenda's needling him when Dylan doesn't need it anymore. And she needled him anyway. Like she's a mess. Like she, she just kept making this whole situation worse and worse and worse and worse. And her sitting there crying, she should have said, wow, I really blew this. Nope. She's probably pissed at Jim because she's too stupid clearly to figure out that. All right. I'm, I just made this whole thing worse. I should have just, we should all just sit in one room, had one conversation and work this thing out. And instead we had all this subversion and extra conversations and I'm firing up one guy and trying to calm the other one down. And it's, it, it just was a giant mess. And you could interpret that last scene of a Brenda crying on the curb either way. Like, Oh my God, my father totally destroyed this or crap. Uh, I blew this. Now what am I going to do? So you could interpret her standing on the curb crying multiple ways. Um, that maybe she finally realized, wow, I really stepped in a big giant pile of Beverly Hills poop or damn my father. What a jerk. Um, I I'd like to, it's probably the latter. It's probably, the, it's probably her just hating Jim, but th the reality of it is, is she just blew this. She blew it. And her father tried, her mother tried and hell, even Dylan tried. And they all, she just blew the whole thing. Instead of them all talking at once, she talked to all of them individually and didn't tell the others what they were saying. It's just, it's just, it's like a Three's Company episode. It's, you know, it's just, a, it's just a mess. She and, probably should have went with Jim to talk to Dylan to make sure what state he was in. Because to your point, she stuck him on him again without seeing where Dylan's state of mind was. Right. Yep. She, she just, she, it proved her immaturity. That she was trying to act like a grown-up and she blew it. She clearly wasn't. Um, incidentally, I loved Jackie's uh like non-white, like that whole double-breasted super suit. Like <laughs> that was really it was very cool for you know a oh, yeah, yeah. five millionth time. Um, right. <laughs> and I love Mel. Mel's just Mel. You know, he's just Mel. It's all good. Yeah. I'm just Mel. So great. I love Mel. That's one of my the bridesmaids in the pink were kind of hideous. Uh, oh my god! And the, and like the was... thing that tied it, it was like it was like that weird like mache thing. To, oh, they were 
for 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 dresses that were probably like two thousand dollars each or something, they're yeah. probably absolutely hideous. Yeah, <laughs> just absolutely hideous. Pink yeah. What'd you think? What'd you think? Uh, so, I mean, yes, Brenda's trying to force this reconciliation here. That it's just it's not. Yes, Jim should have said it's not happening tonight, Brenda. I'm sorry. Yep, maybe we'll get there, but I'm not forcing the issue anymore. Not today, after all we've been through. And as soon as Brenda said Dylan is at the bar, I mean, that really should have stopped Jim in his tracks. Um, I don't know that I I read this as um, Dylan actually drinking. I'm a little bit torn on that myself. I think maybe Jim's reaction would have been different if he suspected or clocked that Dylan was actually drinking here. Um, but he didn't, he took a pretty civil approach, uh, you, you know, even says basically I, I'm trying to, to make amends, but Dylan is kind of behaving like a drunk person in his, yeah, his right. reaction to this. So at the same time, yeah, maybe there's a case to be made for that. I, and I don't know. I kind of like that they kept it a bit ambiguous here. Um, but yeah, this is total Dylan retreating back into that that brooding, hurt, damaged, neglected child and, and lashing out. And I, I think it's a little bit cliche to say it, but what he needs here, most of all, is probably a hug. <laughs> and he's even challenging Jim, right? You know, no, just hit me. Just hit me like my dad would do. Jim mm-hmm. is obviously not going to stoop to that, but but he doesn't, you know, he, he he doesn't give Dylan what he's he's really looking for, which is again that that parental reassurance of no, you know, of course I would never do that. What are you talking about? Um, it it just gets more and more heated between them and seething, honestly, very strong performances from the two of them. Some of the best we've seen in this show, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, Dylan has torched the entire relationship. It's just, it's not just, I don't want to have anything to do with you on a personal level, but get your hands off my money professionally. We're done too. This is, this is over. And then speeding off in the car, just maximum drama. You love it for a, for a season finale. Uh, man, it's uh, really setting us up for, for big things. And it's what we've been waiting ahead. for. To like, we were hinting at it forever. It absolutely with, is with with Jim and Brenda and Dylan, and this is finally through the roof. And if you know what's coming pretty early in season three, <clears throat> I think it was interesting to see the seeds planted. Not only with Dylan um, feeling toward the Walsh family brewing, but also you can see like. Scott, you mentioned earlier about Kelly being vulnerable. She's been on the warpath of desperation for a man for a while. Um, Mm. And we know this Jay thing's not going to end well. That's clear. So obviously in the moment, I'm sure you're not thinking about it in 1992, but knowing where it's going and looking at it, they were doing a pretty good job of sowing some very low-level seeds for two characters that were suddenly going to find themselves uh, bored during the summer and both at a very tough spot. Like, I don't, it's interesting because it's not going to come out of nowhere. I know that because when you look at these two stories here, you're clearly setting both of them up to be in a very desperate state. Yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yep. 
Indeed. And when well, and also neither one of them may be feeling particularly charitable or all that sympathetic towards Brenda in light of these recent mm-hmm. events. Um, a little bit of that baked in there too. True. Yes. Right. Right. We'll see how it resonates when it happens. Like, yes, are we supposed to feel as bad given that again, just like at the end of season one, she kind of did it to herself. And this is a couple times now that she's yeah put herself in a tough position with Dylan and it's been her own, you know, misdoings. Yeah, and I mean, Kelly all but said it in this episode. She's kind of like, you're my friend, but kind of sick of your fucking precious relationship with Dylan. Right. Like I'm over yeah. it. We've all had it. So I'm not, I'm not protective about it the way that you are like, get over yourself. Right. Exactly. Yep. All right, let's get to our awards here. Uh, best scene to me was uh, quite easily Jim and Dylan's argument at the end of the episode. Yeah, yes, totally. The last yep. one. Completely. All right, most important scene, I would Jim banning Dylan um, and Brenda from seeing each other. I mean, that that's really what starts us down this path. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just intertwined with all of that, certainly. Yeah. All right. Uh, most uh, 90s look. I went with, uh, Scott, you mentioned earlier, Jackie's wedding suit. <laughs> Felt very 90s. <laughs> big, big shoulder pads. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, this is maybe both fashion and moment sort of uh, sort of uh, mixed together, but uh, David's gift of the, <laughs> the earring. Yes, a pair one for each of of them um a very 90s thing to do if you're gonna (laughs) which all right most not most 90s moment i went with cindy doing the handwritten note that was delivered in person on foot Uh, i feel like that would have been a text today um so that felt that felt 90s to me that she Mm -hmm. had brandon courier the note over to him Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty nineties. I guess I'll give an honorable mention to the uh, Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn. Um, <laughs> yes, <which laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, not that they don't exist today, but I don't know that those names mean a whole lot to the demographic of this show, um, that age group nowadays. Hmm. All right. Yep. Um... Best lesson learned. Uh, you, know, you know, last episode we had probably don't push it with Jim Walsh, and this episode I went with definitely do not push it with Jim Walsh. Yeah, no, nope. Yeah, no. Uh, best hookup. I went Jake and Kelly for the second straight episode. Oh, of course. Best quote. Right. I went with yeah. yeah. <laughs> best quote. I went with one very simple one. Tell that to your father. Dylan says about not hmm. going to the wedding. So. Yeah, I thought that was delivered very well and kind of sums up the entire thing. Yeah, I, mm. I did kind of like, like when uh, I did kind of like when Steve said, "I wish Jake was here." <laughs> yeah, it was Jake. When he, where's Jake when you need him? Where's Jake when you need All him? Right. That was good too. I liked uh, Kelly's um, Brenda as being a self-centered little bitch. <laughs> Right in front of everybody. Yes, that was good. right in front of the priest and everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that Jackie's like, what the hell? Uh, all right. Final grade. For the second time in three episodes, I am going 10 out of 10. Ooh, um, wow. 
I, I, I tried to talk myself down, but I'm like, it's such an iconic episode. Every scene was important. The only thing to close to throw away was the two Andrea scenes. And those are so quick that they got over it fast. Mm. Uh, we set up Jake, like having his little bit of a turn for where he's going to head. The Jim and Dylan and Brenda stuff is iconic. Uh, Cindy was great. Brandon was great. Steve made the most of his time. Mel had a couple good lines. Um, it was a perfect finale. Ended on a big cliffhanger, but it gave us a resolution as well. Um, for what this show is in this time period, it's a perfect episode. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a All it's right. a show changing scene. You know, it's a show changing episode. It really is. You're right. You know, and we don't think about that. I think that maybe gets a little bit lost because we were so used to. Dylan and Brenda as as the perfect couple to the point of kind of a little bit of fatigue on our part, JT, throughout this season. We're like, God, what's it going to really yes, ramp up definitely. with these two? Yep. But as you pointed out, I, I think we kind of needed that, like getting a little bit too comfortable with status quo uh, for it all to blow up and for it to hit yep. the way that it does and to happen as fast i mean it's really kind of abruptly over the span of just these two episodes that it is like completely self-destructed um but still feels very earned at the same time doesn't feel like a, a last minute swerve or any by any means just feels like good long-term writing for uh this, this serialized drama which the show has become and i think that the mark of a really good episode of this show is one that it's an episode that feels a lot longer than it is like this feels like it could be a 90 minute you know twice the length that it is really um because there is so much going on and it utilizes all the characters nobody really uh gets shortchanged here i mean some have more to do than others but everybody gets a little something in this episode so that always does very well on points with me. So, uh, yep. I, I look, I'm not going to be the outlier here to, to give it a nine and a half. If both of you guys are going 10. So 10 for me too. Mm. All right. Very good. I think it's a well-earned triple 10, yep. uh, for our trackers. I didn't, we had no new characters, which I think may be a first in the history of this show. I don't think there was anyone, right? Oh, well, actually, I guess we had the Taylor girls. We'll put them, the Taylor cousins. I yeah, I guess yeah. But that's the closest. I don't. I don't think we had anyone else. Uh, we had no new places, um, or things really. And then Jake and Kelly for relationships. So kind of a a tight episode, really. Kind yeah. of focused on on the you know Nat's pies, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Uh, for songs, we had Wedding Bell Blues by the Fifth Dimension at the Peach Pit when Dylan and Brandon are arguing. Bye Bye Love by the Everly Brothers when Kelly, Don, and David are hanging out and tell Brandon about the water damage. And then the band at the wedding performs Blue Moon by Billy Eckstein, Stand By Me by Ben King, and Do You Want to Dance by Bobby Freeman. Um, <clears throat> all right, that brings us to our character rankings. Felice, Mrs. Teasley, Emily, Scott, Iris, and Henry, all with zeros. Uh, I had Nat last with with uh, seven points. I, I don't I mean, he just had the one thing with the pies. <laughs> I died in last fall, so yeah. Okay. Then Donna, I think she had the next lease going on. 
she just kind of had the she took the stray and announced that the the kitchen, uh, living room flooded. Yep. But otherwise, didn't yep. really do much. Um, then David had the the earrings, um, but beyond that, again, also didn't do much. I'm so that's kind of my bottom that. group. I could yeah. I had him like one up. I had um I had Mel just I mean, yeah, I know he's getting married, but it's just I don't yeah. I liked Mel better. Like Did he you? had the two really funny lines about eloping. Yeah. And um so. yeah. And then the line about uh when he's like, We I think we know the drill when <laughs> the guy's running through the, the protocol for the wedding. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. Yeah, um, you know what? That's well we're not going to have a lot of opportunities for, for Mel to place that high. So I'm, I'm okay with it. All right. Then I had Andrea next. I mean, she had a couple annoying, but at least like some stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and then Steve above her, because Steve at least had the funny. Okay. With Jake yeah. when you need him. He had the closure with Kelly. Um, I think in, in other episodes, he would have finished higher with this performance, but everyone above him is kind of hard to move below him. Yeah. You've got some, yeah, real just powerhouse stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so we got Jackie next, and then I got Brandon. Are you good with those? That order? Okay, yeah, those make sense. I could. No, that makes total sense. Yeah, I like I like Brandon higher than Jackie. Yeah. Okay. Then I got Kelly. Yep. Okay. Then I got Brenda. Mm-hmm. And then I had Cindy above Brenda. Are you good with that? I thought she was I great could... in this episode. I could swap those, but here again, I don't feel that stride about it what do you think what do you think um, scott yeah what do you th- um um so it's what is this so it's brenda brenda, brenda versus cindy. her mom who's who makes the better showing like, <laughs> oh her mom cindy yes, by heartbeat Kelly. yeah cindy okay. totally yeah cindy okay. totally all right, and then I had Jim and then Dylan. Um, I, I this is a tough one. I think they're both great, but it's really Dylan's story. Like, this mm. is going to spin him into a spiral um, that's going to severely affect the future of his character coming up. Uh, Jim is the catalyst for that, and was great. But I thought Dylan really capped it in that last scene. I thought he was tremendous. Yeah, that that really yeah. sealed it for me too. It's it's a turning point for him, and hell of a performance there at the end with that that last confrontation in the, in the driving away, angry big time stuff. Okay. All right, Tim, you want to tell us uh, where we can find all things nano two and no. So yes. Well, you can find all things nano two and no. So on this very podcast you're listening to. So uh, if you like what you're hearing and you're not subscribed, please do subscribe today. Uh, Every little bit certainly counts and helps us a great deal. We, uh, you know, we're not a weekly podcast, may not come out as often as, as other serialized retrospective podcasts you may listen to, but you got to give it to us for consistency. Rock solid every three weeks. We're going to give you a new episode of the show. We don't really take any breaks. So uh, reliability has got to count for something as far as I'm concerned. Beyond that and the greater 9021 no so universe we have our instagram page which is 9021 no so podcast on instagram fun way to interact with us you'll find some lovely uh screen caps 
on that Instagram account, which uh, looking at right now, crack me up. Uh, or if you prefer, there is our Facebook group as well. It is a public group, 90210, so a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. Fun little community there. Lots of activity. I really need to get back to that. I feel like I have neglected it a little bit over, over the holidays. At the time of this recording, we are just past the uh, winter holiday season. But I want to check in on our Facebook group and get out in the action there, interact with the listeners, which uh, you can certainly be a part of. So join today. And uh, yeah, just spread the word. Tell all your friends about us. 9021 No So at you every three weeks all right thanks tim i'm gonna go ahead and uh <clears throat> read through our rankings here so for this episode henry iris scott emily mrs teasley felice all non-appearances uh we had nat then donna then david then mel then andrea steve jackie brandon kelly brenda cindy jim dylan here are our final season two rankings this is it <clears throat> last time mrs teasley right. at the bottom with six points iris mckay with 16 felice with 30, Scott Scanlon forever at 38, Henry Thomas at 47, Mel Silver at 80, Jackie Taylor Silver at 86, mm-hmm. Emily Valentine at 94, Napasuccio 143, Cindy Walsh 277, David Silver 281, Donna Martin 284, Andrea Zuckerman 285, Steve Sanders 300, Jim Walsh 305, Kelly Taylor 320, Dylan McKay at 368, Brenda Walsh at 388, and Brandon Walsh Takes home a second straight season crown at 395. It was a tighter race, though, uh, over Dylan and Brenda. And here's our all-time rankings through two seasons. Mrs. Teasley with six. Iris with 16. Felice at 30. Henry at 47. Mel at 80. Emily at 94. Jackie at 99. Scott memorialized forever at 102. Nat at 193. Donna at 365. David at 407. Andrea at 428. Cindy 446. Jim at 463, Kelly at 489, Steve at 491, narrow lead there. And then our top three, Dylan's at 527, Brenda at 631 points, closing the gap on Brandon at 636. So that gap is was pretty wide for a while. Um, yeah. He was up over 20-point window. And we've had a lot of Brandon, like, in the back end of the season has been more like the fourth or fifth best and not as much at right. the top. And that's yeah. definitely chipped away. Uh, Brenda's been able to chip away at him. He um, benefited from that first half of the season, but really been sort of in decline here lately. Uh, this is also, I think, the story of um, Donna is maybe our, our biggest grower for us yep. for a single season. She has really blossomed into her own and is now. I know for a while we said she was in her own little universe points-wise, but at least episode to episode tends to be a lot more competitive. It it is really competitive with uh, Andrea for the season overall, which I think would be a surprise compared to uh, season one. All right, well, that'll do it. Two seasons in the books. We are done. Uh, a great ride, Tim. Uh, in three weeks, we'll be kicking off season three, uh, which is a massive season. I think it's a season where a lot of people probably really started to pick up the show. Uh, definitely oh, yeah. becomes more more soapy, more serialized, and uh, we are here for it. Lots to come. Scott, we'll have you back soon, I am sure. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so good talking to you as always. Thank you for yep. joining us here. Everyone, continue to enjoy. Have a little dim sum, a little dem sum. We'll talk to you in three weeks. Thank you for listening.